Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. Uh, we are coming up on week seven on the, the NFL season. I'm here, as always, with Puya Raisi. And Puya, let's start it off with talking about some off-field news. Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, uh, is getting in some hot water here. Yeah, um, I guess start with the boring stuff first so we can yell at each other afterwards with some of the more interesting topics just because with this topic i feel like there's so little information out there for someone like you and i it's such a closed door thing with nfl owners is there any more secret society out there that's than the nfl owners like no that's one of the bigger ones and also it's one of the most important ones because it's one of the best highly most highly watched sports league in the world that is a coveted club to be in there's only 32 of them And it's very rare that they're sold. You can't sell a team without all the owners approving who it's being sold to and why you're selling it. I think the Broncos just got sold most recently, Um, but they basically, so yeah, we don't, you and I won't know much. We only know what's in the news and we only know basically what they want us to know. Um, And that's based, Dan Snyder is not a good person. He is stealing money from other teams He's stealing money from the government. He is the other half of the conversations that were with John Gruden. Um, He's, and he's basically hiding on his yacht somewhere trying to avoid all of this. And it's getting to the point where it's affecting the other owners this weekend, this past weekend or week or one of the days they had uh, the owners meeting, the general annual fall owners meeting. And it got heated between the owners. There's only, I think only one guy, Jerry Jones, is backing um, Dan Snyder, whereas the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, is calling him out. So it's going to be interesting. Like the commanders could be sold. And go through another name change, perhaps. Um, The one thing I, and this is just plain devil's advocate, is he a scapegoat? Right now, just because he's had some outside, you know, news come to light about him, like with like government tax and stuff that they just want to cut the head off this before it goes anywhere. Because, again, we don't know anything about these guys. Maybe the worry is that they're all guilty of the same things he is, and they don't want that to kind of spread to the other owners, because that's what this guy's threatening. Again, I'm not saying that's the case. Just playing the devil's advocate on this. Like... We don't well, know that's what he's threatening. That is what his he came out this week and said, they're not going to do anything to me because I have so much dirt on all of them. So that like that's the but doesn't that now if they can't follow through with this, doesn't that validate his statement that like, listen, they want me gone, but they realize my threat was real. Like, isn't that kind of bad for them if they can't follow through on that now? I mean, yeah. Yeah, because that just goes, that basically just says, okay, well, he does have any owner that backs down away from him knows that there's something that uh, um, that Dan Snyder has on them. So they are going to back away because they're in too high of a position to want that outed. Yeah. I mean, but what do you do? You just let him, that's the, that's like, so you just let him bully you into not having any punishment at all? No, I think there's uh, always an issue with these billionaires that a lot of them are not used to having to, 
not get their way. Yep. Because well, yeah, he's had his way his entire life, probably. Well, I mean, just with that much wealth and that much power, you get your way a lot, right? Like you can just kind of fix opportunities for yourself that it goes your way. You have the means to do so. So then coming up against other ones, that's like where you see the real adversity they start to face of so yeah i don't know how this would play out i mean how often have we seen this happen i remember in the nba they forced the what was it sterling yeah Donald sterling i don't know if they forced, forced him or if he just kind of stepped away like i think it was before a, with, he got ugly donald sterling i think it was a combination of the fans wanting him out the players wanting him out and the owners all wanting him out. So it was just a point where he... He stepped away before it got do. ugly, right? He, well, yeah, I think... Because like, Snyder's going to fight. Like He'll fight to the bitter end, I think, right? Fighters, yeah. he Snyder seems like he's going to go down with his ship, no matter what. Yeah. He wants and, this team. I don't know why he wants this team, because they have the worst stadium. They've got a, 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 essentially one of the worst teams. They're never any good. They're constantly making bad decisions. And like, why, I just, why, why hold on to any it? team? Why wouldn't you want any team? That's his team. Like, I get it. I, I understand why he wants to hold on to it. Yeah, but is it, if it takes you down with it? How's it going to take him down? Either way, if they force him to sell, he gets X amount of million dollars, a billion dollars, right? Like, yeah. what? There's going to so be just more be, than get three. Your, get your billion dollars and go enjoy the rest of your life. So one of the things I read is that that team is his identity. And, you know, it, well, that's it's the only it. way we know of him. Yeah. So why would he give it up? Either way, whether right he, now, he, here's the thing though. If he loses, he still gets the money from the team, the value of the team. If he agrees to their thing of just stepping away, he gets the same amount whether he loses. So he's really got nothing to lose except his credibility, which if you're a piece of shit guy like they say he is, you don't have any of that anyway. You don't care. Yeah, but he, so this is what, this is what he gains by selling the team. The, maybe the, um, IRS or whatever it is, and the FBI back off of him in the states. No, way. no. If he they owes will, money, if they owe, if he owes money, they see he got money. They're going after him anyway for it. Okay, well then he can get his money by selling the team and go to a place that he'll never go to jail at, right? Or stay own a team that you can't travel to the to the United States to go see. Yeah, maybe he's just an point? optimist like me, just thinking that this will all just blow over if I hide out for a little bit, run away what? from the problems. What? <laughs> so he's just, he's just hoping that it all goes away. Well, maybe they forget my next season. That's, I think it's a weird, and I never understand why. I get it's like an ego thing as to why guys do it, but at that point, there's so many things going against you. It just seems like Donald Sterling, when have you ever heard his name again? He's just quietly living his life somewhere. With Yeah, but the, a lot dollars. of these... A lot of these guys, they don't want you to know about them. Most of them, they want to be the the man behind the uh, curtain, right? Because for that reason, though, no, no, just because uh, you know they have the means to be more famous than they are. They choose to live yeah. a private life, right? They don't, why do they want to be in the news? What do they gain from being in the news? That's Some what I mean. Is but he's now in the news. He can get himself out of the news by selling the team. Just like Donald Sterling did. Because once he sells that team, nobody cares about him anymore. You like you yeah. said, that's his legacy. That's his thing. So if they don't nobody cares about him anymore, then sell the team and no one will talk about you anymore. 
The other side is if he's got real bad problems or he knows they're not going away, whether he sells the team, like if he's got legal issues with the government and stuff like the government doesn't care about your team. No, but you can leave and maybe we'll just leave with states. So you don't have to go back to America. Take your money. Go live somewhere else. He's still getting the ticket sales. (laughs) Anyway. Sure. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you can't go to the games. Yeah. Maybe this is his Super Bowl. He's made the playoffs now for fighting against the other owners. And this is his Super Bowl to try and come out on top. This is his Super Bowl is to try to beat everybody that's against him right now and just yeah. or just blow up the entire NFL. That's a you and me move. Yeah, just make everybody make them burn everything. But yeah, scorched earth. But, <laughs> but the it, risk I, reward I, is huge for him. For so us, it's whatever we. We it seems for his situation, the man has nothing to gain. There's no winning in this situation for him, is there? No. No. Well, winning would get $6 million or whatever, $6 billion. But he's going to get that anyway. Like, he, he owns the team, so he's getting the a forced sale. He still gets his money. Yeah, and the team's only going to yeah. get more valuable as time goes on, too. So Exactly. I don't know. I think either way, I'd, I'd, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Do you care about this much after this? Like if nothing comes out about this again, do you care? No, I don't really care about that team, especially because they just didn't come with an attractive name over the past two seasons. Right. They, they haven't marketed the it commanders? well. To me. They haven't you, marketed it well to me. Like I haven't, I don't want to be a fan. Like they haven't really sold me on like being a commander. Yeah. But, but that's because it's a new team. Like it's super hard to create from what was an old, like, Everyone knew the old team. It's hard to come up with a new name that's going to satisfy the diehard traditionalists and get new kids on board at the point where it's only been a year. So we don't know if, if people are actually going to like it in 15 years, 20 years, commanders will be commanders. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I was never, huge. I was never a fan of the old team anyway. Right. Like I've never just been a yeah. Washington. I've never been a Washington sports team fan. I don't think I like any of them. I hate the one in the MLB just because I like the Expos and lost the Expos. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that I'll relate it to is when the Raptors came along, the Toronto Raptors, everyone made fun of them for choosing the name Raptors. And then they put a Raptor on their jersey. And now, since 1995, no one's saying boo about the, the Toronto Raptors. As a team name, they've won a championship, and that jersey with the Raptor on it is arguably one of the best jerseys of all time in the NBA. I'd just like to bring a point of order, though. I'm pretty sure historically, prehistorically, that Toronto area was not natively home to Raptors, whereas well, that's, well, the Vancouver, that's the Vancouver area was more native to the grizzly bear habitat than the Raptors. We Just don't even talk about that. But that so so if there was a lot more commanders in Washington, you'd be okay with the name? No, no, I'm just being an idiot. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it seems like to me it's just such a forced name. After like it's the name that uh, in a TV show they give to the uh, the uh, high school football team. Yeah, I I don't think it was, it was the Jurassic Park. That's why they had it. Anyway, um, talking about values. Carolina, they're selling everybody. Yeah, so they've already. At least, at they, least they should be. They they're benched, entertaining offers now. Yeah, they benched. Um, 
what's his name? Robbie Robbie Anderson. They sent him to the uh, the locker room mid game because they got in a fight with the wide receivers coach, and then they traded him the next day. They traded yeah. him to the Arizona Cardinals because I believe Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, they're one of their wide receivers. Yeah, he's got I think he's done for the season. season. Yeah, yeah, so they needed someone else. I don't think Robbie Anderson is the answer. Robbie Anderson was an undrafted wide receiver who had one good season with the New York Jets and has been coasting off that ever since. So I don't think he's an upgrade. I don't think I don't think he's going to do anything well, in Arizona. Let's jump he's the there, smallest though, guy. He's the smallest little dude. I, I had a whole thing about Carolina, but we got to jump on the Arizona thing because now you've just kind of opened up a new thing for me. They get Hopkins back this week. One yes. thing, you know, if he continues where his career has always been, he's one of the top guys in the league. Yes, top five. Now, having a top-level receiver usually opens up your other receivers to do well. Robbie Anderson is just a guy that can just run deep. He's fast. He's not anything else. He's just fast. He's just fast. So if you can get open deep and you got um, Hopkins maybe getting double coverage or just being reliable to catch it if he's not double covered. We saw him with, what, quadruple coverage once catching balls yeah. in the end zone. Um, and they still got one more guy who's the what the old guy from uh, Bengals. Is he still playing or who's the AJ other? AJ Green. Uh, is he still? Yeah, there? who's he's the still other receiver kicking, He's still kicking around there. Yeah. So who's the other receiver? It's, it's AJ anyway, Green. Whoever it is. Whoever it is, it's a uh, Brondell Moore or something like that. Regardless, of whoever it is, does this change anything for Arizona? Because Arizona is dreadful right now. They've got yeah, they're really bad. But they have. We talked about the coach getting fired from Carolina, who was a, a college head coach. Head coach. So was Cliff Kingsbury. He's a college head coach, and he didn't have a winning. I don't even know if he had that much of a winning record in college, but he was just known as like this prolific offensive minded guy who was young and those were super hot at the time because of Sean McVay. I just don't think it's working out well with him. And I think that he's probably one of the top three coaches on a hot seat right now. Um, so that he could be gone mid season or by the end of the year. And then if he does get fired, do you think that they get a new quarterback? They just paid Kyler Murray a ton of money. Getting a new quarterback. I mean, I don't know. Is he, is he really the issue? Colin Murray, the issue is he poor I passing. I don't think he's the issue, but personally, I, I'm a Kyler Murray. I believe in him. I don't think yeah. he's the issue. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I think with a good setup, it could work for him. Yeah, I think with the right offensive but, mind, like someone who actually knows the NFL game, I think it could work very well for him. I just don't think that that Cliff Kingsbury is the option there, and I don't think that bringing in Robbie Anderson is going to make any better they play thursday night so he's got like two days to learn the offense he just runs deep he runs fast and he runs deep that's what he is but also i don't i didn't look at what the trade was it could have been they just got him for peanuts they probably just got him for peanuts but still like do you want that guy like on your team you can bench him if you got a freebie but his attitude in the dressing room yeah, I don't know. I mean, we did talk about how when they first got Baker Mayfield, he sent a, a sad face or something, whatever he did. To yeah, he, well, he said no. They said the, there was rumors that Carolina's trying to get Baker Mayfield. He said no. Yeah. Like, um, what, what's the, when again, we talked about this. Like, what was the point of that? It didn't make any sense. It didn't help anybody. It only made himself look like a jackass. And now he's yeah. the one that's gone. Now he's the one that's gone. And 
he had the little pout on the sidelines watching him walk away, which never yeah. looks good for a player's stock. But and it's not like he's going to a better team. It's not like he got his way. Like it's not like oh, I I got out of Carolina where I didn't want to be because they suck. It's like no, you're now you're in Arizona where you're not going to want to be because they also suck. Yeah. So so what I was going to say about Carolina is another player yeah. who does seem to suck right now is Moore. Their DJ Moore. I mean. Yeah. His it is a bad time. Low. It is a bad time to have your value at an all-time low when it's talking about clearing house. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, if you it's were bad for both because he maybe doesn't move, or I don't know. The upside is maybe somebody gets him on the cheap and can revive something out of him. But well, and if you're a team like the if you're a team like the Packers, wouldn't you kind of want to do that? Kick tires and see what DJ Moore is doing because they need a wide receiver. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy that gets – I don't want to shit talk any of the receivers, but he gets a lot out of some bad receivers. He gets a lot out of some bad receivers, and you can definitely shit talk the receivers over there because they're not doing anything. Their best receiver, I think – not even a receiver. was their tight end was the best pass catcher of the week past weekend. Um, and then they got guys like Randall Cobb, who's old, and Sammy Watkins, who's old. And, and then Alan Lazard's having a decent year. But the rookies aren't – they haven't got his trust yet. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is a guy who very much needs to trust his players in order to do well with them. And he hasn't, he doesn't have that yet. So he'll find somebody might be a DJ Moore. They're looking to, there was rumors this week that they're looking to trade for somebody. So, or maybe wait for OBJ to come back. Because OBJ is supposed to come back sometime in November, but can the Packers wait that long? Also, if their record is so poor, is that an attractive landing spot for him to want to actually go? Um, I think because of the Aaron Rodgers name and the Green Bay status symbol in football, I think that it's still probably a place you'd want to go. Yeah. Like and also you can you can still win that north. Like I don't believe well, I'm just Minnesota. I'm just saying if it looks like if it's so late in the game for um OBJ to actually come back that it looks like they're not making the playoffs now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they're three and three or something. Like, they're still they can still make the playoffs, and they probably still will. I wouldn't. I, you can't count Aaron Rodgers out of anything, right? No. The only thing is, though, look into winning that division right now. It doesn't look like they're winning that division. Where no, boy, if you look at it right now, boy, Kirk Cousins is running away with that. No, it's not my boy. Not my boy. <laughs> He's not my boy. Um. So, let's talk so about. Here's the- yeah, one one more point on the Carolina thing. Is there a strategy for other teams to almost wait them out a little longer? Because the longer you wait them out, do they get more desperate to take a worse deal or they just hold hold their players and screw it? I don't think you can I don't think you can wait them out. I think the trade deadline's in like within a week. It's a week, okay. Yeah. So like they don't have much time to yeah. to deal these guys. It's gotta happen sooner rather than later. And they're gonna have to make a decision based on their future within the next seven to 10 days, I think it is. It's very, it's very, it's happening very quickly. So I don't know, sell house, get rid of McCaffrey, get what you can get for him, get rid of DJ Moore. You might have to take less because he's not doing well, but also just because he's not doing well now doesn't mean that people don't know what he's done in the past. So you could still sell that type of like, we, Hey, we don't have a quarterback. That's why he's not doing so well. Don't quarterback number four now or. Well, yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, let's talk about a team that is not performing where they should be right now. The Baltimore Ravens are the worst fourth quarter team in the NFL. 
It's not even close. They've blown leads of 27, 17, and 10. Now, as I heard a crazy stat. So they're three and three now in the season. And those, all three of those leads were, all three of those losses were blown fourth quarter leads by the numbers I just gave. They have only trailed this whole entire season. They have only trailed for 114 seconds. Think about it, that's under two minutes that they have been not either tied or winning a game. Only now, two minutes and they've lost three games. Is that not a direct translation of we have poor defense and their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is can just keep saying, pay me what I want. I am all you have. Well, no, because in the fourth quarter, they've been outscored 50 points to 15. So even in the fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson's not getting it done. Right. So he's he's, he's not also part of the problem. Right. Which is the that you could because before you could say that he's like, oh well, it's just the Ravens defense stinks in the fourth quarter, or their play callers stink in the fourth quarter, but they're outscored 50 to 15 in that fourth quarter. It's not a good stat for Lamar Jackson either. No. I mean, that's poor game management in terms of you know, playing a full game rather than playing three quarters. I I agree. But what do you do? Like, are they, how do they turn this around? Because they have to, right? Well, I mean, I think it has to start on defense, right? It give it, yeah, like, giving up points, giving up points isn't the quarterback's uh, fault, right? Not no. putting him up on the board is one thing, but he's not responsible for giving up points. And if it was something where they're constantly causing turnover, uh, getting turnovers to give him another chance, I'd well, say, yeah, it's that was quarterback, but that was the case most recently. You got to get some defensive stops to keep the momentum going too, right? Because that deflates. Not only does it inflate your team, it deflates the other team. But no, I, sure, it also gives you can't you sometimes you can't blame a defense for giving up points if your entire offense is doing three and outs the entire time and only getting yeah. like thirty five seconds off the clock. Yeah. So it's it could be. All I know is they have to turn it around and they got to do it quick because they're in a division that has the Bengals um, and the Browns and the Browns are still kind of not gone away yet. No, they're only I four weeks away from getting someone who they think is going to be their franchise quarterback. Which I'm personally not convinced is going to make any change. Am I. I don't think he's going to do, I don't think he's going to be good at all. Why would he be good? We've said this before. Why would he, why would Deshaun Watson be good after not playing football for almost two years? Russell Wilson has been playing football forever and he's stuck now. Oh man, that's another one. Like, <sighs> can you fire? When do you think the earliest it is that you can fire your head coach without kind of admitting that you've made a massive mistake? Because that's kind of where Denver is right now, right? Is this the guy's first season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of has to do with how you're losing games. Like right now, they are the most boring team to watch. Those are got just no offense, terrible games. Like their defense is kind of this. The crappy part is their defense is holding other teams to to field goals mostly, so they're playing decently, but their they're, offense isn't doing anything, and their play callers and their head coach is messing up the clock all the time. Like they probably lost two games because of clock management. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I think the, the best way to do it is what do you care about if you made a mistake? If you're the, the manager of the team, 
unless you're worried you're losing your job for making a mistake, but it's apparent anyway, you know? Well, that's the thing that it's these, again, we go back to owners egos. It's like Jerry Jones will never play somebody who's making like basically whoever makes the most money is getting the starting position. So when Dak Prescott comes back, even if Cooper rush had a great game on this past weekend, which he didn't, then it, would have been an easy decision for Jerry Jones to be like, we're going back to Dak because I just gave him like $240 million. Yeah. Which is, I, I, you said it best a couple of weeks ago was like, who, you have to pay the guy anyway. So who cares if he's, you're getting paid on the bench or you're getting paid on the field. If someone else is playing better than you, they get the spot, but Jerry Jones doesn't do that. And it happens all the time with Zeke, even Tony Pollard is playing better than him, but Zeke is getting majority of the touches because he's making more money. So some of these owners have this ego where it's, I can't admit that I've made a mistake. So they'll just keep going until jail or death. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the difference though. Like if you want to win, just fix the problems, right? Well, that's this, but if you're not good enough to fix the problems, like when do you get fired? I mean, there's people that have had their jobs for way longer than they should have. I think a lot of it always comes down to though, who do you replace them with? Like the, you got to go with anybody else. Like anybody also, else. But the thing is you bring in anybody else, you still have to go through those same growing pains of teaching them everything else and letting them adapt to, because you bring in another mistake, you know, like they're teaching this guy how to manage the game, how to call the plays. Yeah. You know? So you're going to have to just, you know, it's rehiring costs. You're going to have to go through the same thing with somebody else because I don't think there's a Hall of Fame guy outside of uh, Sean Payton sitting around that could come back and coach. I don't know if he wants to, but. I mean, there's probably some guys that are hidden out there. Like there's like, I don't think Jim Caldwell has a head coaching job. Like I know he doesn't have a head coach job right now, but I don't know if he has an offensive coordinator job. Um he is a great coach that could probably turn them around. Bruce Arians isn't coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He could want to get the thing is that you can't hire these, a guy like him because he's already under, he's working for a team right now. Yeah, but so not, not, as a head, not as a head coach. Doesn't matter though. Like what, you, what do you mean? You, it doesn't matter. Can you, po- can that you, poach, him, point? you can poach him mid season. I, well, you probably have to, tra- you actually probably have to trade for him. I, cause it's happened before where coaches have been traded, but. I think you'd have to trade for him in order to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a tough trade. What do you have to trade? I don't know. You'd give up like a sixth round pick or something like that and some money, but you can't, what you're just going to keep, you're supposed to have a team that's supposed to be doing well. And you're just going to keep losing. I don't know why we keep going on this. They're supposed to be doing well. You convinced me somehow. I thought off the bat, they were going to be last in that division, but because I thought you are right. I thought Russell now, Wilson was going to be better. I didn't know he was going to be trash. I just thought, like, he doesn't have enough there. Like, Jerry Judy's looking like a bum. I don't think he is a bum at all, but he's no. looking like a bum this season because nothing's working. Like, they're not getting him the ball. They're not, nothing's happening there. Why is that? Like, is it Russell? Was, it was the offensive line sucks. The offensive line is really bad. He's trauma. He's probably traumatized by a bad offensive line. I don't know. I just, the games are not watchable either. I can't tell you because the no, games there's... are not watchable for me to analyze them and tell you what the issue is. Thankfully, we don't have another Denver Broncos primetime game until like week 14 or something. Why are there so many? Well, because everyone thought that everybody thought they were going to be good. 
Everybody thought they were going to be good. Everyone thought that AFC West was going to be so good. And it's not. But again, even the Raiders games are more exciting. Watching the Raiders lose is more exciting than watching the Denver Broncos do anything right now. Yeah, that's true. That's a dull match. You know, like they were in that game. That game against Kansas City was an eventful game to watch. They have the the Texans are the only team that have less um, scoring point, like less points than uh, the Broncos. Yeah. It's that's not it's not a good brand of football now. No, Tom Tom Brady made those comments that like football is I forget what he said exactly, but that it's terrible across the board right now. Like, yeah, it's a down season or something. Do you think that like when you watch the games, I think it's I think it's interesting that the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys. I think that division being kind of back to what it is supposed to be with those teams being very well liked around the world and the country. Um, I think that makes football exciting again. Uh, there's a lot of the- upsets there's a lot of like good games through the week sure yeah but it also seems to me that there's just a lot of like neutral zone play like you know like nothing happening a lot of kick it a lot of punting if you like punting this is your season to watch a lot of punting there was a lot of the was not but i can't i don't touchdowns. have the numbers to back that i don't have the numbers to back that up that that's an actual thing that it's up or something this year yeah well i know that everyone in the fantasy league that i'm in this past weekend was complaining because nobody was scoring touchdowns it was just boring and it was boring football red zone wasn't i, I watched red zone on the weekend and i was like that's eh, not but there's not much happening you see here. that uh um uh herbert uh stat on the touchdowns well uh, he had 57 pass attempts no no so he's gotten a touchdown in a game something like 36 out of 37 like straight games something like that okay so his like line to get a touchdown. Was oh yes, solid, yeah, I know a few people solid that, pick, yeah. solid pick for him to score a touchdown in the game, and he did not. Yeah, I know a few people that took bet, that bet because also these. I don't know how there's somebody in sports betting that knows the future because that was a boosted bet on a lot of um, sites. It was just for Herbert to get one touchdown was a boosted bet. And a ton of people threw money at it, and it didn't, and they lost. That's crazy, especially for a Chargers team. That's, I mean, they won the game still, but he had the most passing attempts as a quarterback to not throw a touchdown and still win a game. That's pretty wild. Somebody knew something, yeah. Like I, again, I don't do the sports betting like that. That has that bet ever been offered? Yeah, all the time they do it, stuff like that. Okay. Like not those, stuff those like that. I mean, that specific bet. Herbert bet, not boosted, probably. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, there's no way it's been boosted before, but they boosted it, so they got a ton of people. Yeah, a ton of people. Um, okay, so we've talked about this the last three weeks, very much on the harsh side of it. I think we'll probably go back to the harsh side of it, but there's talks that two is coming back to play this weekend. What do we think about this? I think. If he's genuinely medically cleared. But he was genuinely medically cleared two weeks ago, three no, weeks no. ago. I think it was exposed that he wasn't genuinely medically. Well, cleared. at that point, everyone thought that he was genuinely medically cleared. No, I think even like the talk was that he was getting rushed back in. Like we people were talking about before that you probably shouldn't be playing tonight. Like that. I don't think that was a surprise that that I don't think anyone was shocked. 
that the concussion protocol wasn't conducted properly that week. I don't think that shocked anybody. You're right. Nobody was shocked that it wasn't done right. But at the same time, everyone assumed that it was done right. I don't know if they assumed. I think nobody just cared. Like, I mean, nobody cared to think about it. Nobody cared to really assess. Like, I think they thought because about nobody, it. Because nobody saw nobody... the after effects of him brain scrambled on the ground there, right? That they could actually well, feel it. a human emotion about it. That's just, exactly you know, what it is. Nobody really cared to think about it. That's all. Because but we've seen this that, with other other players where they go down, get hit hard, and they're back on the field, and they go to the concussion protocol, come back back on the field, and nobody thinks twice about it because they don't exactly. get hurt again. Exactly. But with him, he, he ended up getting hurt again, so everyone went back and looked because if he didn't get if he didn't get another concussion, there would nobody would have go back and look at that first one. No, so I am still on the stance that as much as you know, there's an onus of society to kind of look out for people. At the end of the day, like you want to make bad decisions because that's your thing in life, then I don't, I don't like people stopping that, right? Like you could wake up every day, go for a jog, never drink, never smoke, eat all the healthiest foods, but it takes some of the pleasure away for life. You know, like you weigh the risk reward of the pleasure you get out of doing something that's not the most best for you. Now, this is another extreme side of it, but the highs of winning professional football games, that's something most people are not going to experience either, right? Right. The thrill of like lifting a Lombardi trophy when that's your life is playing football. That surely for many people must outweigh the downside of having a career ending injury. So I get it. Let them play. But if they're genuinely at a point where, you know, you should be playing because I mean, if he's still like, you can't see straight. He's still waking up with, uh, you know, like migraines or something. If, you know, he has like other um, lingering issues associated with a recent concussion, then yeah, it's probably not best to throw him back in there to just get his brain rattled again right away while it's still recovering. But what if he's not telling these guys about that stuff? There's a Jerry Seinfeld joke about the helmet in the skydive that, you're trying to protect a brain that's functioning so poorly. It's not trying to protect itself at that point. You know, at that point, it's a lost cause. If someone's not trying to help themselves, you can't help them either. That part is true, but that's why you need someone to step in and do that stuff for you. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, if somebody that probably applies to many aspects, like if he doesn't care about this, then he probably doesn't care about his own health, uh, health and well-being, Right. Yeah. No. So, So what happens if he like, what if he happens, he comes back and he just gets concussed again? I don't know enough about concussions, but I feel like there is a medical thing of like, you have this many in this short of a period. It can't just be two weeks. You're back. There has no. to be. There's gotta be some type of thing where it's like, okay, he's had three in five weeks. He's not playing this year. Yeah. Like even NASCAR had one but of their drivers. Again, like now- you're not racing the rest of this year. Now, who is it that's making that decision? That And again, I'm not saying that they are, but I'm saying like from our discussions, who would we be appointing to make that decision? That's the NFLPA? Yeah, the NFLPA and the NFL would have to come together to say say something like, like exactly that. Like in a certain amount of time, if you've had three head injuries, then you have to sit out a recommended, not even rec- a mandatory amount of like three months or something. Yeah. Until you show no long-term signs in terms of like the, that three months, you can't go back to work. Yeah. Because it, what if he like dies on the field this weekend? 
The NFL's screwed. They're screwed. Oh. Yeah. Because they've had every chance to keep him out of football to get better, and they're not doing it. Is not That does not bode well for him. Does not bode well for the NFL. No. Now, again, what are the who as as of current, we don't know the rules and the responsibilities. Like, is this something where the team, the NFLPA might have thought that the teams are have the power in it? Again, I don't know. Um, so the NFL is actually not the one currently liable because of like agreements they've already had in place. Because yeah, no, that's probably sometimes they're, they're sometimes you don't want to give the league the the the, the authority. You want it to be within the team or the players or the players association or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to, everybody on each side wants to be able to throw blame at the other side. Yeah. So again, we don't, I, we don't know who is currently the body that's literally monitoring this unless there's just nothing like free for all your team doctor says good. Well, team doctor said good. It's on him. Agreed. Um, so also this past weekend, probably the two best teams in the league played each other. Bill's chiefs bills won. It's a good game. So if you're a player like watching these teams, if you're a player like OBJ, who would you rather go to, Bills or Chiefs at this point? So I think it's something you mentioned before uh, when we were doing the, the preseason stuff. In that game, had they still had Tyreek Hill, that again changes something. Because like the last time they played, it was similar. Like Buffalo was getting the lead and then they could just manage to stay in the game and come back. What right. he does is just create that extra little threat, which changes your defense, but also he, you know, he's when he scores, he can score quick because he gets that, you know, 70 yard run or something. Yeah. So them not having that weapon, which they've had for the past little years, actually we noticed, I think this, this time around, it brought them a little step below uh, Buffalo, because yeah. I think if they still had him, they could they would have won that game. Well, the thing that it just that one player difference, it was kind of now Travis going to OBJ. Kel- they, they couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. If we were talking about the, about the Bills for a second, Travis Kelsey was still doing everything that Travis Kelsey does. But he's done that his whole career. I know, but they even like they weren't doubling him, and then when they did double him, he was still getting open. He was still catching balls, like. I don't, it was incredible to watch him do that. I was like, how is he still open? Why are they still leaving him open? The Bills argue, well, not arguably, but statistically are the best defense at um, guarding tight ends. But clearly there was a little bit of a weakness there. Yeah. Now, because of that, I could see OBJ with the Chiefs. Now he could be, a, he's not the same player as Tyreek Hill, but he'd be that little difference maker. Like they're that little bit short from beating them. Yeah. Well, they'd also open up the field a little bit because it'd be harder to justify having three guys on Travis Kelsey and leave Odell Beckham open, knowing that Odell Beckham at one point was a top 10, top seven wide receiver. Now on the flip side, if he goes to Buffalo, does he make as big of an impact? I think he has – well, yeah, I do. Because they have two good – like Gabe Davis is kind of making a name for himself now. So OBJ would be a third guy on the field, and he would open up Stefan Diggs a bit more. Um, I just think that he's more firepower. I think him going to the 
to the Bills would be kind of a lot like him going to the Rams last year, whereas they already have a pretty good lineup. It just kind of puts them over the top. Right. So I think either team he goes to, I think, I think these are the two choices that he should be thinking about. So I don't know where else he'd want to go. Right. You're not going to the Ravens. You're not going to the Bengals. Um, I mean, you don't want to go to the still, Titans or the Colts. You don't want to go. Connection, what's his connection to the Rams right now? Like, well, he was saying that they they gave him like a super low offer, so he doesn't want to go there. So he's not like he's completely free agent. He can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, he's a completely free agent. Okay. So like maybe maybe the Chargers, if you want to stay in LA. Um, I don't like the Eagles. I don't know if the Eagles would want him because they have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. They might take him, but I don't know if it, that's a that's a good fit for them. Um, well, I mean. It's one of those situations where if you can get a guy that's good and just like let him understand the role of like where you'll fit, like you're not going to be your additional firepower. You're not going to be a, you know, things are working well right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, he would be like, hey, you're not a focal point, but you are going to be a guy that hopefully in the playoffs puts up points for us. Kind of yeah. like what Gronk came back to the Buccaneers. That's kind of what OBJ, OGB, OBJ would be like. Now, the interesting thing is if he went to the Giants, back to the Giants, that could be kind of cool. They're 5-1 and one right now. They, they need wide receivers. Their wide receivers aren't great. Of the, cool. That'd be kind of cool, actually. I'd like to see that. I don't know if he would go back there. Who's left at 5-1? and one? It's just Minnesota and the Giants? Uh, the Giants are 5-1. and one, Eagles are 6-0. and oh, um, Vikings are 5-1. and one. The um, Bills are 5-1. and one. Right. And that's less than you get into like the four and two teams yeah. of the Chiefs and the Chargers. Jets, who's taking yeah. who, who's taking the first loss out of those three five and one teams? Who's taking this their second loss or yeah. the next loss? Well, the first you know, next loss between the three of them. Um well, I think it happens this weekend. It's Minnesota. So the Giants are playing the Jaguars, so they win. The Vikings are playing. The Vikings have a bye. I think the Vikings have a bye. I don't see them on here. Right. Um, so they won't be losing. And then what was the last five and one team? The Bills? Bills. It was the Bills. I don't think they're playing this. I don't think they're playing this weekend either. So I, I, if I had to guess based off without knowing the schedule, they'd be the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think they're good. No. I, don't I think I, they're good. What's going on there? Like, why is it working? They just haven't played anyone of any real skill. No, they've had like, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I don't, I, Dalvin Cook is very good. Justin Jefferson is very good. Um, Adam Thielen's kind of having a solid season again. Their defense is good. Um, and their offensive line is good. I just, I'm not, I won't say that that other guy's good. I won't say it. I won't say it. No, I, I think it's known he's mediocre at best. And that's the part I love to bother you about. I don't, I don't, I I won't say anything about him. I won't, I won't do it. I won't do it. But you know what? I I like, I like watching the, the, like both teams. They're both came out as a huge surprise. Hey, like that. I don't think anyone thought that the green Bay was going to get kind of not manhandled, but the jets beat them comfortably. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, well that's yeah, 
the, the Packers aren't very good this year. The Giants are the biggest surprise. I did not think that they were going to be good. And to be five and five and one. One player. Uh, one player made that huge difference. Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Like yeah. having your guy go back to who everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah. And opens like, up, opens up everything else. That's the, the McCaffrey we haven't seen yet. Like, yeah. Opens up everything else. Yeah. Um, all right. We're getting towards the end of the program here where we try to fake talk about uh, the upcoming games and talk about what we don't know. Uh, um, Thursday night. Let's, see, let's go through some quick ones. Thursday night is the Cardinals saints. Uh, saints. Saints, are, saints are underachieving. Cardinals are severely underachieving. Yeah. It's I mean, Cardinals are favorites by two and a half. I don't even know if this will be a good game. Oh, well, no. This, it could, actually be a, like, this could be actually a high scoring. This could be a high scoring affair. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Hopkins come back and put some points up. So I'd be happy. Now, who's that. who's the quarterback in uh, New Orleans right now? Um, that's a good question. Oh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's Dalton, right? Yeah, Andy Dalton, with Taysom Hill lurking at the tight end spot. Um, what's your we, game of the week? That's what I'm looking at now. Titans Colts are both three and two. That's a boring game. I don't think anyone's going to watch that game. I'm not going to watch that game. Um, but they are both three and two. The Ravens Brown. No, that's not good. The games kind of suck this week. Chiefs play the 49ers. Oh, that division though, that, uh, what is it? AFC North. Yeah. Those games can, they're usually pretty good. They're usually pretty good. Like even if, when the teams aren't good, like they, that's a good rivalry within all of them. And they usually go at each other. Oh yeah. They're usually, they're in it. Like they, yeah. they go down to the wire of those games, even if there's teams like bad teams, but there's no game that sticks out this week where I'm like, Oh, I have to watch that game. Like last week, bills versus chiefs. I have to watch this game. There's nothing here. Titans, Colts, Jags play the giants. Panthers play the Buccaneers. Commanders play the Packers. Uh, Cowboys play the lions. The Bengals play the Falcons. Ravens play the Browns. Broncos play the jets. Like Broncos are favored to win that game right now. Can you believe that? Yeah, because still nobody believes in the Jets. Which is which is crazy. The Jets are four and two. Take the bet. I'll I will take that bet. I'll go heavy on that. Is our boy Geno Smith playing? Um, yeah, for the Seahawks. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they're playing playing the Chargers. So I mean, that could be a high-scoring game. Yeah. Now, one thing we did touch on last week, I did look it up. Uh, comeback player. Comeback player is just somebody who overcame adversity. Okay. Doesn't have to be an injury. So Geno Smith overcame adversity. Hundred percent. Being they uh, they wrote him off. That's adversity. He's yeah. He's been written off for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there is uh, this week. I got no game of the week. I don't. I there's 49ers Chiefs probably. Chargers Seahawks could be potentially the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah, they were billing that 49ers Chiefs as like a repeat of, you know, Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but I don't think it's going to be a... Well, especially because the 49ers got beat last week. Yeah, the 49, 49ers are a little streaky to... Yeah, they're only 3-3. Three three. They're only 3-3. Three and three. So it's a matchup of the NFC West versus AFC West. I mean, technically, they're both first place in their division. So that's now, the, and it's the Sunday night game, I think. To, to yeah. end it, to oh, end it with a uh, you specific topic, who's the um, quarterback in Dallas for this week as of right now? Is it Prescott or is it uh, Cooper Rush right now? 
the quarterback in Dallas this week will be Dak Prescott. He, okay, so he's confirmed back. Yeah. Uh, are the Lions going to go back to their top offense? Are they putting up some points? Yes. From a shutout last week, they will put up they will put up thirty points, but they'll lose the game. Yeah. To Dak Prescott and the. What's the, the spread on that one? Uh, Cowboys win by seven. It's in Dallas. And then the 49ers game is not the 49ers Chiefs is not the Sunday night game. It's at 125 um, Pacific, 425 East Coast. The Dolphins Steelers are the Sunday night game, which two quarterbacks that are concussed. Pick it to uh, it's the concussion bowl. Let's, <laughs> if we just have to hope Sunday night, nobody dies is all we have to hope for. Yeah. <laughs> um, any last words for this week? No, just a safe game for those two. Yeah, exactly. So no more concussions for the Sunday night game. Everybody enjoy this weekend's games. Thanks again for listening to Running Down the Clock on the Ordinary Podcast Network. Bye-bye. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.